What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, and of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this for this episode we're going to be interviewing the amazing Oleg Kurtrek and I promise to say that name correctly Oleg and I, I got it I'll think a little wrong there but welcome to the show it's great to be here awesome awesome and for those of you that don't know Oleg or Alexander as his full name is um, he runs a company called perfect dashboard and what we're going to be talking to Oleg today about are revenue boosting tips for agencies and freelancers. How can you boost revenue, the value of your freelancer agency business um, in meaningful ways? How can you add recurring revenue? And what sort of mistakes are people making with not monetizing their agency or freelancer business effectively? In other words, are you leaving money on the table? And Oleg, you have a very interesting kind of backstory on that, um, some of the things we're going to explore today. But before we jump into that, I'm kind of curious – you know, how did you get into WordPress? Was it was it during your agency days, or basically, what is your WordPress origin story? Huh. Uh, you know, I've started my freelance business 15 years ago, uh, so back in year 2000, and WordPress at the time was one of the uh, tools we've been using to build websites with. So that was uh, that was how it all started, and then I've realized that there is an, the entire community around WordPress, so I've started to attend all the events uh, 
And yeah, currently I visit like 15 World Camps a year, 15 to 20, I guess. And it's great to be able to actually pay it forward and transfer the knowledge I've got throughout these years on, on the stage at WordCamps. I noticed you didn't say ROI or leads as the primary running all these WordCamps. You really get a lot out of giving back to the community. I mean, is that your primary driver for going to all these things? I mean, certainly there's some business component as well. Well, it's true, but I don't know if you've seen the post by uh, Tony Paris from Sukuri about from attending events. Uh, he's done a, he've done, he has done a lot of research on that, and he proves that ROI on the events is not that good. And, but to be honest, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this approach. I'm more into uh, the idea that has been introduced by Karim Marucci from Great Favorite, who always says it's uh, it's all about paying it forward. And if you share your knowledge, it, it just pays back in time. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. You know, people look go to these events and they go count up the leads at the end and they're like, was it worth it or was it not? Um, without realizing that a lot of that payback is immeasurable, especially those and after participating in a community for long enough, then you get the ROI out of it. Um, on on some level, either uh, leads or special knowledge or just improvements to your business, that kind of thing. And um, you know, it's if not for WordCamps, we would never met. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we met first at WordCamp US, or was it actually WordCamp Europe in Paris? I think the first one was actually Pressonomics, which is another great WordPress conference. And then we've met again in Paris when WordCamp Europe uh, was there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for those of you unfamiliar with the way WordCamps work, generally each city will have their own WordCamp once a year, um, although that is even changing. Um, and then, but outside of that, there were our roll-up events, WordCamp US and WordCamp Europe. And for me, hanging out at WordCamp Europe and the experiences and the people I met there, the international nature of all those people um, was really inspiring. I remember, Oleg, I'm sure you remember this well, um, drinking uh, uh, vodka, I guess it was, or whatever the Polish equivalent of that was, uh, there under the Eiffel Tower with all the WordPressers from Poland um, who had who had kind of come to Paris and converged. That was a really yeah, really was, fun time. Yeah, that that was kind of a magical moment. That's true. Absolutely. So you know, the next thing I was kind of curious about was your transition from your freelance or agency business into the product. Um, role or, or providing a product. And I was going to ask you a little bit about, you know, what Perfect Dashboard is, you know, so other folks can kind of understand it. But I, I think that story is connected. So maybe you could give us a little background about like what you were doing in your freelancer and agency business and how you decided to make this transition to this SaaS Perfect Dashboard. When I started my business, uh, it was all about building websites. Uh, everyone was there, you know, looking for new website for their business. And uh, quickly, I have built one of the biggest web agencies in Poland, because uh, that's the thing I haven't said. I'm from Poland, which is a country in Central Europe. Mm, but then I realized that it's actually not that good business, because every time uh, you build a website and you give it to the customer, you need to look for the next customer to build the next website. Um, so the cost of sales and, uh, getting new customers sign the contracts is preferred to what you get for the, mm. so I thought 
maybe uh, I could switch from uh, selling and building new websites into actually maintaining those that I have built over the years or my team have built over the years. So we actually stopped building new websites and we start managing those that we offer, uh, charging them every month uh, in a recurring manner. So this way, uh, after a year or two, we had like three to 400 websites that we've been managing. Uh, and each of those website owners were paying us, uh, you know, a couple hundred a month for that. Mm, and that, and then uh, I started to think like, okay, income is predictable. We know how much we'll make the next month. But the margin was pretty slim due to uh, all the work that was required for uh, all the maintenance and stuff. So, uh, oh, like if I could interrupt here for a second, you know, a lot of freelancers and agencies take this approach of this, you know, I'm going to manage the site and charge a recurring charge for it for it's essentially kind of a, a SaaS based services in a sense. What kind of things were you doing for that management? Like, why was it such low margin? Well, um, of course, you can automate backups, you can uh, there are things that are pretty easy, but then when it comes to updating websites, especially applying uh, all the, not only WordPress core updates, but all the plugins and themes updates, those could be pretty painful. Mm. And the thing that took the most time uh, at, that, uh, at, that le- at that moment was actually testing the website after the update to make sure it still looks exactly the way it used to. And then fixing the bugs if some of them happened. So it was the manual process of auditing this. And so here you're faced. You've got this management component, three or 400 sites or whatever it was. You're out of the one and done website game, essentially. I know a lot of agencies will actually combine those two where they'll still keep building and layer on the management component. Um, and so you're managing it, kind of low margin work. Um, how do you How do you take that into kind of what you've done with Perfect Dashboard. Maybe it's even helpful to explain what Perfect Dashboard is to people as part of this. Well, let me get to that in a minute. Because uh, what we've done once we've realized that the margins are pretty slim on management. We thought like, okay, we like the business model. We just need to lower our costs. So we thought maybe we could automate a couple of things. So we start to put together uh, a couple of scripts. And those scripts uh, helped us to automate the, ma- the, the maintenance process, especially, you know, applying patches to multiple websites, testing the backups after they're, they're done, testing the website itself to see whether it's visually different, it, it, whether it's div- visually different after the update. And this way, we're able to actually inc- increase our, uh, our margin on that uh, to the level where we're spending not more than 20 to 30 uh, percent of the of the amount we're getting from the customer. So that became a pretty healthy business out of that. And Perfect Dashboard actually is exactly the tool that we've been using internally, uh, made available for every person out there who is willing to boost their website maintenance business. So you took the tools you were using in your business and you productized them. And there's a lot of good examples of this. Uh, SEO Moz or Moz, um, as I understand it, came out of that same kind of model. What made you think to productize it? Why not just keep using it for the business that had pretty decent margins? Well, of course, um, managing websites is way more scalable than building websites. Uh, 
but we couldn't focus on developing the tool itself because we still had a lot of websites to manage. And I thought, if I am able to, if there is enough people having the same problem as we did in the agency, then there is a huge chance that there is enough people wanting to pay me for that tool so I could focus entirely on building this tool and making it even better. Mm, so it was all about the idea that I want to make a better tool. And in order to make a better tool, I need to find more people willing to pay for that so I could focus, me and my team can focus entirely on uh, on improving Perfect Dashboard and its, possi- and its automation possibilities. So that... that- Kind of working on your internal product, you know, a lot of agencies do this. Um, TenUp has Elastic Press, and um, there, there's, you know, every agency has their own tool they've built on, on some level. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of them do. Um, how did you find time to work on all that? I mean, a lot of agencies, especially if you're, you're not a freelancer and you have employees, you know, you have this this overhead of, of costs, right? You got to pay these people's salaries, keep them working. How do you how do you manage that working on your internal project stuff? So I think there are two factors that help us get there. First of all, we have at, at some time in 2015 we have finished a huge project uh, for Polish government, one of the biggest IT projects in the country that has the web component in it. Uh, and we've got a sizable uh, remuneration for that. So we thought that it's the time when we could either buy a new apartment uh, for each of the shareholders we had, so there were three of us at the time, or we could actually do something to change our lives. And obviously we decided not to spend the money on, uh, on the new flats, and we decided to invest it into the company to actually uh, change the way we work. Because we wanted, we didn't want to be website builders uh, for the rest of our lives. We wanted to move forward, and we thought that that's exactly our chance. And this urge was so strong that we're not afraid of moving forward and leaving a couple of things behind. Because, as one of my Silicon Valley mentors always says, building startups uh, is a kind is a disruptive thing. You need to leave your comfort zone to do that, and definitely. Uh, the times have been rocky after that, but the experience is pretty ex- pretty exciting. And you know, if not for that, uh, I would never be able to uh, help so many people around the world. Uh, and you know, increasing the WordPress update statistics so heavily. That's awesome, um, Oleg. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back. I want to dig a little deeper into some of the things that agencies can do to boost their revenue. Uh, maybe I just starting their own SaaS product, but uh, everybody hang tight. We'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. 
Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm here with Olek of Perfect Dashboard, and we're talking about revenue-boosting tips for agencies and freelancers, things like shifting into SaaS products or finding other ways to monetize your business. So, Olek, before the break, we were talking about the transition of your freelance and agency business into the SaaS world. And you were sharing uh, how you had invested your time and energy and taken some risk, really, to move your business into uh, the SaaS model, building perfect dashboard based on tools you already have. But I wanted to explore a little bit outside of shifting to SaaS, which is a pretty big ask of a lot of freelancers and agencies. What other things were you doing in your freelancer or agency business that were uh, helpful for boosting revenue or getting value where you may have been leaving it on the table? Well, there is a couple of things uh, that were pretty helpful at the time. Uh, Let me just mention three of them. First one, I think we have a little bit covered before the break, which is uh, start offering website maintenance, which are nice recurring dollars that will hit your uh, account every month. Then, yeah. I was going to say on the recurring maintenance, how did you like come up with that price? What did you, you know, and people charge different things. I've seen a lot of freelancers will be like in the 75 to a hundred dollar range. I think you were a couple of hundred us dollars is what you said. Like how did you We've been managing bigger websites? So that, that might have been the case, but I know like, to be honest with you, the, I've done a lot of talks this year and last year about website maintenance and how to build website maintenance business. And every time uh, in every room, I've been asking how much do you charge or how much do you think you could charge for that? Mm, and in the US, the usual answer is between 50 and 100 bucks. That's what I get in mo- on most WordCamps, no matter which part of states we're talking about. So it is true that on average, you need to be able to uh, go down to a pretty small amount, but still, uh, one administrator in my agency was able to manage 100 websites. So even if you charge $100, uh, 
per month, it's still a pretty good return on investment, I would say. $10,000 a month off 100 at 100 bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how very much compelling to a lot of freelancers. Yeah. And then, you know, think of how much you need to pay uh, yourself or uh, or a website administrator. So, so how do you deliver value at that, though? I mean, you're not updating plugins every month. I mean, at some level, the customer's got to roll back in and say, what am I paying you for? How do you justify that maintenance expense if you're not taking action all the time? Well, it's it's very important to keep in the land, you know, something that proves the point and brings the value. Uh, but I always, uh, I've been always merging that with uh, a little bit of personal touch because uh, a lot of people, a lot of small business owners is afraid of one thing, which is I won't be able to call you after my website is done. And I want to be in touch because I'm afraid because I'm not tech savvy and that may be a thing. So we always try to pretend that our solution is actually high tech, high touch, and we try to keep it high tech, low touch in order to make it profit, but that worked pretty well. That's really interesting, Olek. Um, you know, there's a saying in the US, I don't know if it translates outside the US, but it's it's knowing what throat to choke, right? Knowing who to go to if, if something goes wrong with my site. Would you say that that was playing a role in justifying at least the clients you worked with in the past or maybe the people you talked to in that management expense? In other words, I know who to go to if something goes wrong. Yes, people, especially those who are not that tech savvy, they want to have a go-to person and we're pretend we were pretending we are one. So for them, I think after all, they weren't paying us for maintenance. They were paying us for knowing that they could call. Peace of mind. Exactly. So but that's lesser- not the only way. Uh, sorry, I've cut you off. I was just going to say it's less around justifying exactly what you're doing because presumably you're you're monitoring, you're providing reports, you're taking action when necessary, but also just the peace of mind of knowing who to call. Yeah, exactly. But that's not the only thing uh, a web professional or an agency can uh, do to to build up the uh, recurring revenue. Uh, the other one uh, is actually around plugins. Every website that is not a very simple one or from time to time, at least you need to write a custom plugin for the website that you will that you built. Usually, we tend to just give it away as a part of the website, but there is a pretty nice opportunity not to leave that money on the table and charge those customers for those plugins uh, recurringly on top of what you have charged for the website. Because if you would have built the website with some other commercial plugin, that would have been probably the case. So why shouldn't you do that with your own plugins? So you see this as with a motion for custom plugins where you essentially charge them a licensing fee uh, or some sort of subscription-based fee for that rather than doing it with commercial plugins that you would buy, or do you see it with both? Well, I think that sometimes, especially if you build a lot of websites, you develop a lot of... uh, tools that you will use or ready-made components that you will use on a lot of websites. For example, in my company, we have developed a contact form. That was a pretty decent one at, uh, uh, at the time. And we've been including that on most of the websites because everyone wants that. Uh, but uh, with the website, it, 
well, it came with like six months update access to it. And then if they wanted uh, to have it ongoing, they had to pay us the subscription fee or update access fee uh, in the next month. And that was another way to get, you know, a couple bucks uh, now and then. It's a really interesting approach because, you know, a lot of people think about getting into the product or SaaS business and they think about all of the overhead with that, right? I need a website. I need a, uh, a way for people to check out. I need a support mechanism. I, I need to essentially make a company or a brand. And for a lot of people, that entry, because you're right, they already are making products on some level in their projects. And then if you're only essentially selling that to customers who you've built the site for, then it might eliminate a lot of those needs. Is that what you found when you did this uh, for your business? Yeah, that's true. And we have launched a couple of successful plugins out of that. Um, still, if you will check our own uh, website, which is, I think, perfect-web.co, you will see that we had a lot of plugins that just came out, out of the development we've done for uh, people. And that was a pretty successful business model. And I think the best person to talk about this is actually Vova Feldman from Freemius. Uh, who is helping people who are who have plugins like this to, and he's helping them to actually sell those more efficiently. You know, we just had Vova on the show a couple of episodes ago, and uh, he actually shared uh, some of his tips for that, uh, monetizing and, and launching new products. It's funny you bring him up. Uh, very, very smart guy. Um, do you see people doing this with commercial plugins as well, or um, do the licensing agreements prevent that? Because I know a lot of those like commercial plugins will have, you know, oh, you can use as many sites as you want. It's your developer license kind of thing, and then agencies will use that, you know, like crazy. But are they allowed to resell them in those models? Do you have any thoughts on that, or have you been exposed to that? Well, it's first a matter of law, and then it's the matter of ethics because. To most of the those plugins, the, some of them will be on commercial licenses, but some of them will be on GPL licenses with just a download fee. Meaning that once you have downloaded it, you can install it on wherever you want, so as many times as you want. Uh, but the problem usually comes with the updates, because unless you have the valid update key, uh, you can't the updates, which is pretty important from, for example, from security perspective. So. Uh, what I've seen as what I've seen that is becoming a standard is that agency will install uh, this plugin, uh, but they won't provide you with the update key, meaning that you will need to buy your own subscription in order to uh, to get the uh, to get the update access. And the common way for agencies to make money out of this is that they offer you affiliate links on selling you this subscription afterwards. All right. Well, Oleg, we're going to take another time to quick plug break. into we'll a commercial right break. Stay tuned for more press this in just a moment. Business. Um, so everybody hang tight. We'll be right back. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered 
now. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Press This Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're here with Olek of Perfect Dashboard talking about unique ways agencies can monetize. Olek walked us through the transition of his freelance business from um, you know, building sites to maintaining them, managing them, to his SaaS-based product, Perfect Dashboard. And right before the break, like you were sharing how agencies and freelancers will use affiliate links of some of the tools they promote um, with their customers. How can an agency or freelancer share those affiliate links and disclose that they're doing that? And in the U.S., that's actually a requirement. I'm sure that's also true in a lot of places. And then how can they do that in a way that's not awkward? Like, hey, customer, click on this link and I'm going to make some money. Well, I think it's uh, usually usually. If the affiliate program is done right, and I've seen a lot of those done right in WordPress world, uh, there is a benefit on both ends. So there is a benefit for someone who is using the affiliate link and the one who is providing the link. So at our agency time, we had no problem with sharing affiliate link, links telling that, yes, we are working with this company, and this way you can get, I, I don't know, a discount on it, uh, and we will also make something out of it. And this way it was clear for everyone that it is an affiliate link, but we, were, we have been providing value with providing the links. And our customers actually were pretty grateful we're doing that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, that bridging the gap of, well, you're not just making me money by clicking on this link. Like There's some sort of beneficial, uh, you know, beneficial value for both of us. Um, I remember when I would use affiliate links in my agency business for hosting, which generally pays out a lot. Um, I would throw in, for example, integrating their Google Analytics tag into WordPress or something simple like that um, as a way to incentivize them to use them, um, referencing those those discounts that oftentimes the providers, the plugin providers or whoever will provide with it is another good way to do it. Um, but I've seen a lot of people stumble over that one, uh, especially with these very complicated links. Did you ever use like short URLs or... Uh, you know, URL slugs or anything like that to redirect to the affiliate links? Did you find that helpful? Well, I was that's actually a pretty good idea, but I was doing it in a uh, simpler way. I was just uh, writing an email and linking the word here to the address. Because, you know, we're tending to get lazy in emails and we just uh, pay, paste the link and that's it. And we still forget that we can actually use the different uh, text that we will link somewhere. We don't need to have the entire link there. Mm. and that was working pretty fine but it's interesting that you uh bring hosting because actually that was the third uh that was the third that uh, the third idea i was to suggest here that uh there's a lot of agencies that make good money out of either reselling hosting or pretending that they are a virtual host over the traditional one 
Yeah, I know a lot of businesses monetize that way. And, you know, it kind of that plays both sides. And I remember my agency business, we would have rescue missions trying to rescue sites from people who had done that with their developer in the past. And then it was a small business and they went out of business. And then the brand has to then go and um, kind of rescue their their site from from their old freelancer agency. How do you see, does that come up? Do freelancers uh, and agency customers just, they, they just want it solved and they don't care? Um, certainly they're asking these questions though, right? That's, that's true. Usually when I do the build your freelance business talk and build your recurring revenue, uh, I suggest that actually it's, it's a, one of the difficult questions you need to answer, whether you will offer hosting or you will offer assistance in case something goes wrong. Uh, and I strongly suggest going with the later, later, uh, mostly because if you have a uh, one person business or Five, uh, person business it's difficult for you to have 24 7 support as most hosting companies do mm. so now the load I, on your business is super important i remember 96 1996 i started working for an isp and host in houston and i would get those calls at three and four in the morning and you think they're bad in your freelancer agency business then be responsible for the hosting component too um that could definitely get really brutal that's that's why I usually I'm usually suggesting that actually affiliate link with hosting company is a way better solution uh, than pretending you are hosting those websites yourself, uh, and it also saves you uh, and gives you as a freelancer or agency owner a peace of mind, so you won't be answering those three a.m. calls. Yeah, better you than me on those calls. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Oleg, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It was really a pleasure to have you. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. Awesome. And if you want to check out more about what Oleg has going on at Perfect Dashboard, you can check it out at perfectdashboard.com. Thanks, everyone, again for listening to the Press This WordPress Community podcast on Webmaster Radio. New episodes are released every Tuesday. As always, subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. And, of course, you can download is at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.